0: All right, hello everyone. This is Master Lee, host of My, my Season, Your Reason. Today's guest is my phenomenal, awesome cousin Lisa. And I say, why do you have your family members on? Because she has a story to tell and we want to share with the community. Today's episode is No Quick Fix. I'm going to give you a quick bio on Lisa. Lisa is um, Lisa does have a job, but except she works in the house as a caregiver to her mom and to like, like her sister Shirley, like a surrogate sister. So she's been doing that for how long Lisa you been doing, you've been doing caregiving for like almost like 20 years.
1: For a long, long time.
0: Yeah, long time. Yeah. Most of her life. <laughs> Most of like she's been caring for someone. So Lisa's uh, Lisa's hobbies are, she loves outdoor music concerts. She loves though. She loves to stream couponing. She loves to shop and she loves to travel. And she likes to go out to eat, but except Lisa's not a real foodie. She likes what she likes and she doesn't try very many things all the time, but she's still a foodie. She's a foodie in the making. So without further ado, we're going to get started. Thank you, Lisa, for coming on. Yay! Well, thank um, you for having me. Thank you. So we're just going to get started. So Lisa, what were you hoping to accomplish from, um, let me just back up first. You know when I'm calling this no quick fix because everybody wants to lose weight. Does everybody realize that the weight doesn't come on quick? So the weight's not gonna come off quick either. Weight loss is a $600 billion industry in the United States. This is why I wanted to bring no quick fix to the forefront. So again, we're gonna get started. So Lisa, what were you hoping to accomplish with surgery?
1: I was hoping to be um, very thin and just very sexy and a full bag of chips with no air. Didn't happen. Didn't happen.
0: Yeah. yeah so that, that was the next question. Where the goals met?
1: <laughs> um. No, they were not. They were not met because I didn't do what I needed. I didn't do what I should have done to meet the goals.
0: So did you have,
1: did you have like a pre surgery consultation that you had to go through? Uh, Yes, I I had to, I had to go through, um, first of all, I had to lose 20 pounds before Well, let's back up. I, I had two surgeries. The first one I believe was in 2002, which was the gastric bypass. And I had to lose 20 pounds, which I did on my own, which was incredibly difficult. And I had to have, um. I had to go through a psychiatrist. I had to go to a nutritionist, um, weight loss surgery. Well, before the weight loss surgery, I had to have um, I saw a psychiatrist, nutritionist, and some other some other things, but I don't remember what they were. Well, anyway, it's it's a, a series of tests and things you have to have before you have the surgery. That's, a yeah. That's interesting. Yes. Right. And
0: right. And
1: before the insurance company will even consider it, you have to have, have those tests done.
0: Oh, so you saying if all those things weren't done, the insurance company wasn't going to co-sign for your surgery. Is that correct? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely not. They were not. Oh. So did you
0: have a chance? Um, did you did you have a did you have a change of attitude about food after your surgery?
1: Well, after the surgery, um, you don't really have a choice. You're, you have to change your mindset first First and foremost. Your mind tells you that, oh, I can still eat all this. But with the surgery, your stomach says, oh, no, you can't. But your mind wants to eat all this. But your stomach, because it's been stapled and and cut and everything, you can't eat all of that. But your mind wants to because you're so used to doing it. but. You can't because your stomach is not big enough to hold all the food that you used to eat. So if you try, you, you will get what's called the dumping syndrome.
0: The dumping, you want to explain what that is?
1: The dumping syndrome is when you overeat. You either throw up or you you move your bowels immediately. And the dumping syndrome could come from overeating. It could come from eating certain things your body doesn't like. Now I used to eat chocolate. Since I've had the surgery, my body does not tolerate chocolate at all. If I eat chocolate, I immediately dump. Immediately. I can't, I can't, I cannot digest chocolate at all.
0: That's very, very, yes. very interesting. And I'm sure it's different things for different people, but that's um yes. very interesting. But Lisa, why did you um why did you decide to get it done again, the weight loss surgery?
1: Well, the first time I had the surgery, I um was I think 335 pounds. And I'm like, you know, I'm just sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. I went I was up to like a size 20, 24, and 24s were getting tight. And then I, you know, I was like, okay, if I go to 26, I'm not gonna be able to find any clothes at all. So I had the weight loss surgery. I went down to, I think, a size 18 and um, I had gotten sick. I had gotten um, an infection up under where they had done the surgery. I didn't know what was going on. I had gotten, I had passed out in New York and I stayed in the hospital from May 1st to May 29th in New York. And they were trying to find out what was going on. My white blood count was so high that the um, infectious doctor came in the room and said, "Miss Malloy, he said, I was like, yes. He said, um, I was expecting to find a zombie. He said, your white blood count is so high. He said, you are a very sick lady. He said, but you look really good. I'm like, oh, okay. And they did exploratory surgery and they found that I had a mask. Up under the surgical spot where they had done the past, the gastric bypass, so they removed that. Um, it was just a mass of I don't even know what it was. It was just a mass of of pus, just up under the surgery. I mean, up, up under the surgical spot, and they removed it. And then I um I came home and I was fine, but I um I've I lost about maybe a hundred pounds. Of course, I gained it all back because I didn't follow follow suit. For, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to eat and drink. You're supposed to eat, and then maybe after a half an hour, you're supposed to drink. But I'm so used to eating and drinking at the same time. And I never stopped doing that. There are a lot of things that I didn't do that I was supposed to stop doing that I didn't do. So I didn't get the results that I needed because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So,
0: so how, how often did you have to check in with the doctor after the first surgery? I know you had like follow-ups and things of that. I,
1: nature. Um, I followed up with the doctor like once a month. Um, I, Once a month.
0: Okay. That's yes. Cool. That's, that's interesting mm-hmm. so like i said everybody like i said everybody prints. so what are what is what are some of the complications you but at least let me back up for a minute so the mass did they determine where that came from
1: they had no idea no idea at all so no you don't idea. See it from the first surgery they don't know they don't they don't have a clue where it, where it came from and i don't know either Okay, so
0: what were some of the complications, like I said, from surgery? Because I know sometimes, like, your iron is low now, you have to go get infusions, different things like that. Well,
1: well, from the first surgery, I didn't have any complications at all. I, um, none. I was doing, I was doing well up until the mass. You know, I just wasn't, I wasn't doing the things that I was supposed to do to keep all the weight off, to keep the weight off, you know. But I didn't have I didn't have any complications. I just I just didn't do what I was supposed to do to keep the weight off. So of course I gained the weight back. You know it came it creeped back up. It creeped back up. It creeped back up. So 2015 here I am, 300 pounds again. After going from 335 to I think 202.
0: Ooh, so you basically like regained like almost back to your original weight. How how did you feel yes. about? that?
1: About that At least you want to talk about that too um um i felt i i i don't know how i felt i mean i felt fat you know I, and i'm thinking well you know what i guess i was just meant to be fat you know mm-hmm. and, you know and you know i could find clothes and i just i thought i was i thought i was good but i really wasn't and you know in because you're because you're heavy and you and you 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 know you you try to be neat and you know you have a you still have a life and you have a relationship and everything you think everything is good but on the inside you're not good nobody no people say you know I'm okay being fat no you're not nobody wants to be fat that this is my belief nobody wants to be fat it is not it is, it's not cute, it's not healthy, and you don't look good, you know, I, that's just my personal opinion, you know.
0: You're sharing that, Lisa, but I'm, but, you know, you talk about that, though, people, like you said, to your point, I see a lot on the socials, and this, in general, people say, oh, yeah, it's, it's all right to be thick, my people like it thick, and all that, but I believe, to your point, this, you're absolutely right, because I feel when I was um, larger, too, I'm figuring some, did you think sometimes that overeating was, was a symptom of another problem?
1: But, you know, I had a wonderful childhood. I have, I mean, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. You know, when I went to the psychiatrist there, we couldn't, couldn't pinpoint anything. You know, I'm just a pig. You know, I just, (laughs) you know, I'm, I wouldn't even say that I'm a pig. I, I like the, I like sweets. I'd rather have dessert than, than a, a meal. I ate the wrong things. I ate a lot of empty calories and I didn't do any exercise. You know, my, my, my diet consisted of buttersnap pretzels and Pepsi for one whole year. That's what I consumed every day for one whole year. Uh, a bag and a half or two bags of snap pretzels and Pepsi. And I was full. So I, I was fine, I thought, you know, and as I ballooned up to 300 pounds again.
0: Pepsi. So, but Lisa, didn't the doctor suggest
1: exercise and we were exercising? What was your exercise regimen? My, my exercise. Well, I did have a personal trainer, but, you know, and a free personal trainer. She was a friend of mine. She owned a gym and she was a personal trainer and she gave me a key and she said, use, use me anytime you want. You know, she had, she said, you have 24 hour access to the gym. You, you know, you have carte blanche to this gym and me. Use me. I'm like, whatever, you know, whatever. Oh. I, I wasn't feeling it.
0: You wasn't feeling it. I was going to say, how long did that last? Did you, did you actually take advantage of that, Lisa? Because Oh,
1: I, I did. And I did. And you know, as a matter of fact, I did well. She said, you're going to be my poster child. And I did, but you have to be consistent. And I wasn't, I was not consistent. You know, I did it. I think I lost about 25 pounds and I felt cute, so I quit, you know, yeah, yes. I, I, I I got cute, and I quit, you know, had I kept going, I probably would have, you know, met my goal, or the goal that she, she, uh, you know, made for me, but I didn't, I but didn't. nice for sharing that,
0: but why, but it's funny, why, and I know consistent, you know, to your point, you're you a spot on keep, but why do you didn't want to continue to be more cute though? Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking good. You
1: didn't, I am mean, Because it hurts. Did you have the imposter syndrome? Uh, No, it it hurts. And you know what? It takes time. It, it, it hurts. And I don't, I, I didn't, I, I was tired. I didn't want to, I didn't want to keep going to the gym and sweating. You know, because it's 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 painful, but you if you don't put anything in it, you don't get anything out of it.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. But um, so Lisa and I was reading too, but you want to share that? I know when you get to get the surgeries, sometimes you become vitamin deficient, and what supplements are you taking to replenish your vitamins? Oh,
1: I'm absolutely well. Well, the second surgery. You know, I had, I've had, I had the um, revision in 2015. I had the revision of the bypass, and that was totally unsuccessful. I um, I had the revision in 2015, and the doctor nicked my colon during the revision. So, I lost, I lost over a hundred pounds because I wasn't able to eat anything for eight months. I had nothing in my mouth, not a tic-tac, not water. The way to heal the colon is to let it rest. So there's nothing, you, you digest nothing. So, so heal the colon. The doctor told me there was no eating. I had, um, he wanted to do a colostomy bag. And I told him that I did not come in here with a colostomy bag, so I'm not leaving with one. So I had um, I had gauze every like every other day. The pharmacist was sending me gauze, tape, like um, pads for my you know because I was leaking the bowel. the the The, the bowel was leaking out of my stomach because I had a hole in my stomach. The bowel was leaking out of my stomach every day because your, your system make, even though you don't eat, your system makes bowel. So it leaked every day out of my, out of my stomach. And I, I didn't move my bowels out of my rectum for eight months. There was nothing out of my rectum for eight months. Everything, all the bowel was moving out of my stomach. And I also had a I had a, um, a pump, a suction pump, but the suction pump, they, um, it would leak around the suction and the acid from the pump would burn my stomach. So I didn't like that. So I didn't use the pump. So I just, I, I used the, um, the pads. And like I said, every, every, like every other day, the, the pharmacists would um send me boxes and boxes of pads and gauze and tape and i i um was fed intravenously i had a um a pick line in my in my system and i was being fed the pharmacy people the pick line you know i'm like a, a pick a pick line i it, it it's um i'm really not sure i can i i never really understood what it was but it's it's a it's a it was a tube coming from the back of my ear down to my chest that allowed the, uh, the um the fluids to pump through my system mm-hmm. so i was getting my all of my nutrients through this pick line to neutral to um to um that was my food to um nurture to nurture to what I'm trying to say the right word to nurture what, mm, to feed I mean, my system nutri- yeah the, the nutrient nutrients yes to get yeah. the nutrients through my system and uh, it was a bag every day I would um. I would have to wear this, I would feed myself for eight hours. I would pump from eight at night to eight in the morning. So I would, this bag would constantly you know, feed me for eight hours. I would be on it for eight hours, all for eight. And um, I did this every day for eight months. And um, finally, the, um, the pick lines got infected and it infected my spleen so my system was shutting down which means that i was dying so i was um i was as a matter of fact my um i was in the hospital in the emergency room and the i was in washington hospital center It was so so crowded i was in the emergency room for like two days yeah in the emergency room for two days and um I kept telling them, you know, I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well, you know, my my so um eventually they, you know, took me up to my room and I got a room and then I went to I went into surgery because my pick line was infected. I mean my yeah, my pick line was infected and it infected my spleen. So they the doctor removed my spleen and then he um he He fixed he fixed the colon, and he told me he said the way the colon, the way I nicked your colon, it would have never healed. You know, so I would have been, you know, on this on this intravenous feeding forever because the colon would have never healed because the way he nicked it. So once he once he um, fixed the fixed the colon. And it, you know, I stopped um, leaking through my colon. I was able, my system got fixed again and um, I started functioning properly again. But my um, iron is very low. I cannot, I do not digest iron, you know, pill. I I, I can't even take iron pills because my system doesn't digest them. So I have to have um, infusions like every year. For like six weeks, so am As a matter of fact, I'm having them now because my iron is so low, and my my they don't my blood because of the because of the because of my stomach the surgeries on my stomach. Well, I'll back up. I had seven surgeries in seven months on my stomach, trying to heal this colon, and uh, because of that, I um, I have I have iron deficiency. And, and my blood is, my blood is, 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 is always low. So my blood, my white blood count is always really low. So when I go have physicals and stuff, the doctors always, your blood, your white blood count is low. I'm like, that's normal for me. You know, no need to be alarmed. So oh. I have, I have, I have iron infusions six, six weeks every year for six weeks to to get my to get my blood levels back up
0: okay so are you taking any other um vitamin supplements or just the iron um just just the iron
1: just just the iron infusions iron infusions
0: yes i really appreciate you sharing with 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 everybody on the platform because this is really at this is this is this is absolutely education but lisa you know what and it, and it, I wanna I'm cutting for a minute. It really talks about knowing yourself and knowing your body and being your own advocate. Because had you not spoke up about you didn't want to colostomy, me,
1: you know you went home with one, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely not. I wouldn't I, but you know, I was I um I when I first went into GW, um I was on this particular ward. They were, they were just so mean to me and they I got I, one day the uh, a, a nun came in and gave me rosary beads and the next day I was so sick and they treated me so bad and I know that the rosary beads saved me that's the only that's the only reason why I'm still living It's because of those rosary beads and that nun I I, I know that I I, I know and I still have a, I have those rosary beads in my truck now hanging on my rearview mirror. Yes.
0: Why do you, you think they would treat you bad? I mean, because that's interesting. They just because not, I because not I was right.
1: I was so sick and I had no one advocating for me because I, at that point, because my mother has dementia and she couldn't be there to, you know, to come up there and fight for me. And I wasn't well enough to fight for myself at that point. But then when I got well again, you know, when I got well and then I got sick again, I came back, but I wasn't as sick as I was the first time. And when I got back, I let them know. You know what? They was like, Yeah, I remember you. You know, you were here before. You damn right I was here. Y'all not gonna do that shit y'all did to me the first time, you know. And I let them know, and they kept, you know, they kept trying to stick me for diabetes. I'm like, look, let me tell y'all, y'all not sticking me anymore. I do not have diabetes, I've never had diabetes. You know, tell my doctor that I don't know what he's doing, but you all are not sticking me anymore. I said, let me tell y'all this. All those things that you all did to me the first time, it's not happening this time. Not happening. You know, I said, I can, I'm not, I'm not as sick as I was the last time. I can fight for myself. Yeah. And I had no problems the second time.
0: That's good. Yes. That's good, Lisa. But you know what, you know, again, and you know what, everybody on this platform, I really want people just to, you know, really hear what Lisa, listen to what Lisa is t- is telling us. It's really an education. And because Lisa's mom, my aunt has dementia, she didn't have an advocate. But for those now, Lisa is giving you excellent nuggets. Take somebody with you, have somebody that knows, have somebody that's going to be with you on your side that know,
1: that can interpret it, you know, things, Lisa, isn't that correct? I I would definitely take someone with me. Even if they don't know what's going on, they can speak for you. Yes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And this is a good time because I know, um, and I know the reason why, and I know when Lisa started sharing. My sister Stephanie is is an RN, and Stephanie was helping Lisa with her appointments and things like that, and was helping her interpret it. But people, everybody, don't have medical professionals in their family, and like Lisa said, have somebody in your corner because then they see that you're not alone, and then they would, they, I, I think that whole it would have been a whole different approach, don't you, Lisa? Had they had somebody somebody the first time, they would have been more nicer. That is yes terrible. but look how many people are alone you know people don't have to be alone you know at all but Lisa like I said this is and thank you for this being so like refreshing and open because people just need to understand again there's no quick fix and these are things that happen but Lisa what was the outcome what happened to the doctor that, that nicked your colon <laughs> um it- I,
1: I he's I'm sure he's still practicing but i um everybody kept saying you should sue him you should sue him you should sue him and I'm like you know what I am just so happy to be alive you know and every visit I had with him I I cussed him out and um he when I finally got well he was like you sure know how to drop the f-bomb because every time I went to the doctor I was like you know what what the F is wrong with me? I said, you and go home. You and eat with an and fork and knife. You and sit down at the table with your and family. I can't effing do that. What the F is wrong with me? And when in the F am I going to be fixed? He was like, well, it takes a while. How effing long? It's been effing all these months. What the F is wrong with me? You know, everything was F, 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 F. He was like, you sure know how to f drop the F bomb. I sure do. Look
0: that's uh, yeah. all you did. And that was that that and that's and that's and that's putting it Molly. But you know, to your point, yeah. see he got to go home and he got to eat like regular with his wife and drink and whatever. Yes.
1: Uh, but yeah, what but was I, you able
0: to eat again, Lisa? When I mean after the eight months, how long were you able to resume halfway or normal type?
1: Nothing. I it took me it took me hundreds and hundreds of dollars on food to find stuff that I like. Nothing tastes good. Everything that I liked, I had, everything was horrible. Nothing tastes good. And, you know, I would get my mother, I'd be like, mom, can you, can you warm me up something? She's like, well, what do you want? I was like, well, can you fix me, this? fix me some soup or something? And she would, she would, you know, come in the room. She was like, well, I have, I have um, this soup and this soup. And then one day she bought some dog food and she's like, well, I have this. And I'm like, mom, that's dog food. I don't eat dog food, you know? Nothing was good. I mean, nothing. So I didn't eat. Even, even when I was able to eat, I didn't eat for like two and a half months because nothing tastes good.
0: But you basically didn't eat for almost a year. Is that correct? Right.
1: That's absolutely correct. Eight months, I wasn't able to eat. But the other months, nothing tastes good. Ooh, so you, but basically,
0: the surgery affected your taste buds.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, absolutely. Pretty much so. Give me one second. Yeah. But you know what? Like I said, that was very unfortunate. Yeah, that's crazy. Who? I mean, Lisa it doesn't change everybody's taste
1: buds. I don't think I don't know. I have never had anybody who has this problem like I have.
0: Because that was that was pretty. um. That was pretty major, but Lisa, I just wanna, uh, the next question is, is what advice would you give to people who want to pursue this um, this form of weight loss through bariatric surgery? I,
1: I, I would encourage them, I, I'm not, I would encourage them to do it if that's what you wanna do. I'm not against it for anybody. Just do your homework and make sure that's what you really wanna do and you're gonna follow up with it. I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so I didn't. It didn't work for me, and it's truly not a quick fix. It's not a quick fix. It's a tool to get you started. That's all. Yeah. It's, it's a tool. go ahead. It's go ahead. a tool to get. It's a tool to get you started. I
0: see. Are there any support groups? So did your um when you were going through your training before the surgeries? Did they um suggest any type of support groups?
1: Oh, and there are plenty. Plenty of support groups. You go to support groups during, before and during. Yeah.
0: So, will you participate in that? Well, you had to participate, oh. but I'm talking about after the surgery. Did you continue to support?
1: Oh, yeah, support? I did. I did. I, I did participate absolutely, but be, be, but because my mind didn't change, the support group didn't help. You have to change your mindset, and. And my mind, and my mind, and my my mind still said, you wanna eat, you wanna be fat, you wanna eat, you wanna eat, you wanna eat. But my body, my body was like, you can't eat all that. But my mind was like, yes, you can.
0: But yes, thank you. But Lisa, but you know what again, you know, listen to what Lisa's saying, everyone. Your mindset. Because it's a couple, it goes together. Your mind, your body goes together. And you know, what did Lisa say? Lisa, say repeat that again, your mindset. Because I think you, people, that's what—that's what's going to, I think, resonate with the audience more too.
1: You have to change your mindset. You know, the, the surgery the surgery is a tool to get you started. But you have to change your mindset. I didn't do that. So it didn't work for me. It worked, but I didn't change my mindset, so I'm back at square one.
0: So it's just like I said. It's, it's This is a lot of a lot of information, um, to unpack. But you know, again, it's just. Like I said, um, especially people, and we understand because both of us have struggle with our weight. And it's like you said, it's a life. I mean, like I said, it's no quick fix. It's, it's no quick fix. But I think, Lisa, for you, you did reach your, did you ever have a person, did you ever um come to a time when you reached your
1: personal bottom? Which made no. you to encourage me? Um, ask me that question again. I, did, I missed that. Like your personal
0: bottom. You know how sometimes you just get sick and tired of being
1: sick and tired. <laughs> like uh, I your haven't...
0: personal bottom.
1: I have been sick and tired. I'm sick and tired for a long time.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works. Because like I said, everybody has a different personal bottom. Some people Mm -hmm. never have a personal bottom. Some people don't get there. Some people don't realize that there's a problem or that's something they want to do. But, you know, to Lisa's point, she wanted to change for herself and I just hope everybody is really Resonate, and then please share this video with your friends and your family who are contemplating surgery or going through any type of weight loss situation. Lisa has just explained, explained to everyone that it is no quick fix to this, to this weight loss resolution. And we swear everything works. We try for a minute, then we get, um, we get discouraged and then we want to like stop and then stop and then stop. Don't you feel like that Lisa? It's, it's like a never ending cycle.
1: Yes and I just because feel- and and just because my colon was nicked at doing my surgery everybody's not going to have that same effect so if you're thinking about it don't be discouraged because I got my colon nicked you might not have that same effect you might have you might have great great a great experience so if you're thinking about it then do it do it
0: yeah so that's that's good. Like I said, Lisa, I really, this has just been the soul phenomenon. This is so much to unpack, but it's just, like I said, we, we live and learn and go through like life exper- experiences and this is it folks. Like I said, it's, it's, it's no quick fix. I swear the weight don't come on quick. Tell them Lisa. I mean, the weight don't, I mean, it don't come off. It, it comes mm-hmm. on, it don't come off. It do, doesn't come off quick. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs>
1: Don't you, and, you. The, and the sick weight comes off fast but it comes back on faster Ooh, yes. yes yes
0: yes so you saying after you got finished once everything was good to eight months to two months it was it was on as usual
1: <laughs> yes. I mean it was
0: back on mm-hmm. so you resumed your taste buds basically
1: absolutely and it was on and popping well, you I, you
0: said so you've tasted above well, your zoom for most of the things that that you know that that you never taste for. Is that
1: correct? <laughs> yes oh absolutely. Macaroni and cheese and, and pre- pretzels. But you know for a long time I did not eat pretzels.'m I'm, I'm eating pretzels again and but I'm not eating them every day like I used to. I still have the bad habits, but I'm doing better. I mean, because I know to to know better is to do better and I know better.
0: Hey, you go you still doing the Pepsi? <laughs> oh, absolutely not.
1: No, not at all.
0: Oh. and that's
1: another thing. I, I the soda is the absolute worst because my understanding is that the acid in the soda tears the tears the um the lining away from the from the from the bypass surgery. So you really shouldn't have soda at all. You really shouldn't have soda at all. So I don't drink soda.
0: Oh, okay, so everything else is pretty good. Like the non-alcoholic versions of stuff is okay, but it's just it's just the um the soda that gives you like like the, the um,
1: mm-hmm the soda. I don't drink soda.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. I tell you, it's just like I said. It's just a lot, and it's the same for diet so it's Correct. It's just it's just the product in the soda.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it's the acid in the soda. Oh, the carbonation. Okay, yes, okay. the carbonation. Mm-hmm. And if I would never drink a diet soda anyway, if I can't have a real soda, I definitely don't want a diet soda.
0: You mm-hmm. to do the diet. You do the diet situation. I, no, I understand. No, I understand. I understand. I understand. No. but you know, again. Lisa, I like to thank you so, so much just for sharing, you know, sharing your journey, sharing your story. It's gonna really resonate with a lot with a lot of people, I'm sure. And of course, once I upload for Lisa, she's gonna be sharing it because you know what, we want people to be well because, you know, especially people of our colors, our um, you know, we are we the obesity rate for us is high. And the obesity rate is getting younger and younger and younger. Mm-hmm. And I just want to talk about that too, because we want to really tackle obesity at a young age. You don't want to wait until you get like our age, like old. and say, Oh my God, there's a problem. <laughs> you know, um there's so many things that you can do now. But again, it's a different time because when we were younger, we were into activities. You know, Lisa swam, she ran, she was active. She did a lot of things. You know, we were outside playing as children. For those who remember, we used to come mm-hmm. in when the lights came on. Your mother said, go out, come home when it get dark. You know, it's, it's it's none of that anymore. Don't you agree, Lisa?
1: I do agree. Kids are right. in the house on the games, they don't go out anymore. They don't they don't go out and run and play dodgeball and kickball and ride their bikes. They don't do any of that.
0: None of that. And you know, Lisa, back in the, you know, back when we were coming up and back when probably a few people on this platform was coming up, children have diabetes, high cholesterol. <laughs> You know, first,
1: first of all, they ate what, what they were given by their parents, and it wasn't a whole bunch of junk. You, yes. yes, it wasn't a whole bunch of junk. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of money to go to the go to the store and buy chips and, and candy and all that. First of all, and we we just didn't do that. You know, that was a treat. And remember it McDonald's, wasn't
0: every day. Remember McDonald's, remember McDonald's used to be a treat. You know, yes. if you were good, yeah, we're going to make the honors today. You know, mm-hmm. and you know to your point, nobody. So I think now it's about really incorporating more activity in uh, in schools. Now they're going back to making recess mandatory. Remember, they recess. Yes, we got our play on for fifteen minutes. Then we got to play on during lunchtime. Then we had physical education. They even take a physical education out of school. We had
1: physical education as a whole class for one hour every day. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then well, you, you had to change clothes into your into your gym outfit.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You bring you bring it back, but all this yes. is of, all this is part of the weight loss journey. Everybody, like I said, we have to start, you know, recognizing when we are young and not wait until we get oh Yeah, there's a problem. And like I said, a lot of people um do get bariatric surgery because they do usually have multiple health concerns. Lisa's case was a little different, but a lot of people have multiple health concerns. They have sleep apnea and they have diabetes and they have, you know, hypertension and they have high cholesterol. Isn't that right, Lisa, that you've heard? Yes, absolutely. Four or five different diseases going on, but who wants to continue to live like that? And so the goal is, goal should be, you don't want to keep living like that. You want to be like, like Lisa, she want to be well, she want to be beautiful and good and all of that. So, you know, again, Lisa. I'd like to thank you so much for being on today. So, Lisa is Lisa is um 100 like myself. You can tell we family members for real. We more we more like sisters and cousins. But if anybody wishes to Lisa reach out to Lisa, I'm also gonna put in my show notes. Her Facebook is Lisa Malloy. Um, her Instagram is S as in Sam, P as in Paul, U as in Umbrella, R uh, as in Randy. 240. She has to let you in because her account is private. But if you want to DM her on Facebook about anything, any um, questions or concerns or any, just, just anything, she would sure, be, surely be happy to reach out to you. And on that note, I'd like to thank everybody again for coming on my season. Your reason, please watch me um, all my episodes are on Apple and Spotify. And everybody have a fabulous day and be fabulous.